you have your Bible tonight, and let me say, I did, this is not what I was wanting to remember, uh, but those of you that didn't get your Sunday school book this morning, and uh, uh, we just didn't get them printed. I don't know why Ronnie didn't get that done, but anyway, <laughs> hallelujah. I didn't heart he threw me out of the bus this morning. We both decided it's Matthew's fault. <laughs> Amen. We put him in charge of this, and he don't get it done. Anyway, we forgot. We just... We, we got them ready to print, and we just didn't get them done. So we'll have your Sunday school book. Told Matthew, says, is that what you want to remember? I said, Matthew, I wouldn't want to own up to what I've done wrong. My goodness, son. Page 1279, if you have a Schofield Bible. When you, look, when you find your place, I want you to just look this way. Let me, let me just share with you my heart for just a little while, and then we'll get into the message. 2 Timothy chapter number 1. Sorry, 2 Timothy chapter number 1. 2 Timothy chapter number 1. I'm, not, I'm, I'm losing that argument today. I've forgotten too much. 2 Timothy chapter number 1. And uh, page 1279, if you've got a Schofield Bible. All right, if you'll look this way for just a moment. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us first. Good job, Elijah, on that song. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we need you to now. Just today, another shooting. More folks dead. And eternity in heaven or hell, one of the two. It seems like, Lord, every time we turn on the TV or see a newscast, there's another violent, cruel, evil act in our country and in our great nation. And Lord, tonight, if you would help us, and I don't believe, Lord, that in one sermon that we can give all the answers, but I believe there's one little part of that that you want to help us with. And the Holy Spirit of God, would you help us with that, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Cop, a law enforcement agent, pulls over someone, and they resist arrest or whatever the details. And listen to me, please. I'm not, I'm not, going, I'm not even going to debate with you about that. I'm, that's not the message But law enforcement, and someone gets shot, and then a sniper ambushes law enforcement officers and maliciously kills them. A man rents a truck and drives down a busy Fourth of July type celebration in France, killing 84 people and injuring over 200 of them. Many of those, um, well, you know, uh, let me just stop and, and, and please don't, don't boo me out now. Please don't do this. There seems to be the tendency, several of those were kids. Can I say it's just as bad if adults die as it is kids? And I, and I, and I understand your, our thinking there is they're innocent. They've got the whole life in front of them and, and they're just run over and mowed down and, and then, even today, another, another ambush and attack, and we see this all across our country. 
And let me, let me just be very dogmatic about things and, and, and say this. And, and this, will help, this will help you and your family. This will help you and your home. This will help us as our nation. Anytime a people begins to attack the authorities of our land, regardless of whatever that authority is. And by the way, we're all under authority. Did you hear what I said? No matter how rebellious you may think you are, we're all under authority. If you don't believe that, you go down the road here 100 miles an hour and you'll find out how much authority you are under. And the truth is, by the way, pastor, you're not under authority. Oh, yes, I am. I have a much higher authority. I'm under the, a, a certain amount of authority of the church, but I have a much higher authority, and that's an almighty God. And so when you start destroying the authorities, whether it be law enforcement or army person or, or, or armed forces, no matter which, which service, then, then you're asking for anarchy. You're asking for anarchy to come. And, and, and you almost sense that we're, that we're quickly moving towards a, a state of anarchy in our land. It's almost to the point where people are beginning to arm themselves. I want one, one church. And it, and it ain't funny, but it's, it's scary in a way. The, the older ladies took a, a, a concealed weapons class and the older ladies were packing when they went to church. <laughs> and, and, and it's all across our country. It's all across our land. But tonight I want you to see, and as I watched this on Dateline the other day, I... I, I immediately began to watch this and saying, Lord, what's going on here? And I am convinced with all my heart, one of the things is that there is an evil, and the word evil is simply this, someone that thinks and plans to do, to be injurious, to hurt someone just for the sheer sake of hurting someone. But there's something else happening. And that is this. It is creating a spirit of fear across our country and across our land. And you say, but, but preacher, I'm not seeing that. If you get past those that are doing the shooting, watch the crowd. They actually had a video of this dude driving his truck down this waterfront in France, and it was it was horrendous of the fear of people running and trying to find it. And, and then they're taught the fear that had, was crossing our land today. And that spirit of fear, for many, has even found its place at the house of God. But not only the spirit of fear, but a spirit of anger, a spirit of retribution, a spirit of you want to shoot somebody? Let me, let me help you tonight. The greatest horror that can be 
is when we allow a world to steal our fear, to steal our spirit, and replace it with the spirit of fear. I'm not saying that we need to be stupid. I'm not saying we don't need to be maybe aware of our surroundings and things like that. I'm not talking about what you're doing here. I'm talking about what's on the inside of you. And one of the things that I I see is a world and a devil and a Satan that's doing his dead level best to give God's people a spirit of fear. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, if you've got your Bible there, I I want you to go with me because I want you to to, to read, let's read it together, okay? I'm going to read it first and then I want us to read it together. 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Let's read that together. Ready? For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. So here's the question. If God doesn't give the spirit of fear, then where does the spirit of fear come from? It comes from my enemies, Satan. I believe we can give ourselves when we trust the arm of flesh, a spirit of fear. And one of the things about fear is it paralyzes us from doing anything for the glory of God. But let me read the rest of this verse. But for God had not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now tonight I need you to do something for me because I know this is going to happen. I need you for just a little while to take down all the walls you just popped up in front of you and said, yeah, but pastor, you're not reasonable. You, you, you don't watch the news. You're not doing, you, you're just, you're just not reasonable. Pastor. Can, can you drop that down for a little bit? So the Lord can speak to you because you may have a spirit of fear. And what a sad place that is. All the devil's got to do, boo! And you're running hide. I'm not running from the devil. I'm not, I'm not stupid enough to say, praise God, devil, come on, I'll take him. I ain't that foolish. But the Holy Ghost of God lives inside my heart. The Holy Spirit of God. And He fills me. I don't have to be fearful. We find in the Word of God there's two types of fear in the Bible. There is a healthy fear of God. Matthew 10, 28 And fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear Him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. There is a healthy fear. And I'm amazed at something. I'm amazed at those that have the spirit of fear 
usually rarely fear God. That's strange to me. Because if you have a spirit of fear, you're trusting in an arm of flesh. You're not trusting in God. But if you've got a healthy fear, then not only is there a healthy fear, there's a dishonoring fear. Fear thou not, Isaiah 41.10. For I am with thee, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. God said we didn't have to word fear. Now the word fear, let me give you an acronym for fear. This, false evidence appearing real. False evidence Appearing real. Oftentimes, and I'm not talking about the world that's lost. God help this world that's lost. I don't know what they're going to do. If I, wasn't, if I was lost tonight, I'd run to an altar and get saved with the world I see around me. Hallelujah. I, if, I wasn't, if I wasn't saved, I, I, I would... I would be lying to an altar and say, Dear God, save me, because I need you in this world we're living right now. But oftentimes, we make foolish decisions, hasty decisions, based on what if? What if? But the Bible teaches us we don't have to live. What if? But God said, Why don't you live in trust? There's one thing for certain. Hear me tonight. Faith and fear cannot abide in the same heart. One of the two will prevail over the other. If it's fear, your faith will struggle. If it's faith, you won't have a lot of fear. And I meet a lot of people that have the spirit of fear. Isn't it amazing? If you ask them, do you have, I don't have a spirit of fear, but I'll tell you right now, bless God, I'm going to do this, do this, do this, do this. And, and you, but you're fearful. But you don't have a spirit of fear. What a sad way to live having a spirit of fear. Because you're always looking at everything around you as being an enemy instead of an opportunity. Fear creates a false Evidence because it appears to be real. It's amazing. It's amazing. Nine out of ten times, what's amazing is, nine out of ten times, fears never come to pass. That's what's amazing. Nine out of ten times, they never come to pass. But God said, Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That's the reason someone said, Pastor, why don't you watch the news? I don't want the counsel. I, I, I know I'm going to really hurt your feelings tonight. I believe that the media is as wicked as hell and the devil itself. Every one of them. I believe they blow this stuff up. I believe they, 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 they exaggerate it. They make much of it. They make sure you hear it. And are wicked to no end. The Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. 
nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, as law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Notice, but the ungodly are not, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. I love this truth. Hallelujah. If you're here saved tonight, if you get, if you get really grounded here, he'll help, he'll change your, my God never changes. He never changes. I am the Lord. I change not. Malachi 3, 6. Hebrews 13. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. It seems like every generation gets a little bit worse and a little bit worse and a little bit worse. Let me tell you where I believe we are as a nation. Here's where I believe we are. Zephaniah 1.12 The Bible says, It shall come to pass at that time that I will search Jerusalem with candles and punish the men that are settled on their lees. Now here's why He's going to judge them. They say in their heart, The Lord will not do good, neither will he do evil. Here's what brought judgment. God ain't going to do nothing. God's going to look the other way. God ain't going to do nothing in America. God ain't going to deal with nothing. God ain't going to deal with this. The Bible says in Psalms 9 17, but the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. See, the, the attitude of our world is God ain't going to do nothing. You know what scares me? In Solid Rock Baptist Church, if there is ever a church that has witnessed the hand of God, it has been this church. We've watched God bless. We've, got, we've watched God We've watched God add. We've watched God remove. We've watched God bless. And I've watched God while the breaches off of some of us. I said us. You notice what I said. And Lord help in His grace and mercy. He didn't do something He should have. Sometimes I think, well, God, you better be glad I'm not God. I'd wall the breaches off of them for you. Amen. Then I hear him say, yeah, and I'll start with you. <laughs> Amen. God comes and listens. So let me give you three or four things. Number one, what's Satan's purpose for our fear? Why does he give us the spirit of fear? Well, let me tell you why he gives you the spirit of fear. He makes our lives miserable. Some of you are saved, but you're miserable in the journey. Boom! Did you hear that? You're always so fearful and you're miserable. I read this story. There's a lady died in 1916. Her name was Hetty Green. She was called America's greatest miser. When she died in 1916, she left an estate of value at a hundred million dollars. She was so miserable, she ate cold oatmeal in order to save the expense of heating it up. 
when her son has severe leg injury, she took so long hunting a free clinic they had to amputate his leg. She worried. She was fearful her whole life that somebody was going to take something from her or she would lose her wealth. And she lived a miserable existence. You know why? Because of fear. Satan wants you to be miserable. Not only that, he wants you to be ineffective. We don't share our faith because of fear. There's some of you. Now, do you know the great command? Do you know what God said? God said, go into the highways and hedges and compel them to come. God said for us to go. That's a great commission. For every born again believer. But let me tell you why we don't. We're fearful. Let me, well, I'll get to that in just a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. We come ineffective. What will they think of me? What if I turn them off? What if I mess up? They probably won't listen anyway. And by the way, from that wall to that wall back there, there's every one of us. Get you, lay your crown to one side. Take off your halo. From that wall to that wall back there, every one of us, has not witnessed to somebody God nudged your heart because of fear. Now let's just say amen and get right with God to begin with. God's nudged your heart and you said, man, I, what will they think? What will they, what, we, we've every single one done that. We went visiting one time over here. I will never forget this fella. And... I don't even know who I had with me, but I had somebody with me. And he was a, he was a trailer park. And he was this great, he was, he was this huge man. And then I had no shirt on. And here he come down to the, and I thought, well, I don't think I can outrun him. So, and I didn't know what to happen. And I said, sir, we're this and we'll talk to you about the Lord. He said, well, hallelujah. I need someone. And rest out and hug me. Totally what I wouldn't expected. He looked meaner than the devil. Can I help you? Here tonight, we miss it. We, we, we don't get involved in service because of fear. How many, how many other of you have got a song to sing, but you wouldn't dare get up there and do what he just done? Okay, then stay put. We'll be okay. We'll take your word for it. You might be like Jones Decker told me. I, I was a preacher one day and I got to a big way and I started singing. When I got down, Jones came up and he said, Preacher, has a good message, but you just leave the scene to somebody else. Fear of keeping us from doing serving God. I, I don't teach that Sunday school class because of fear. I can't help in the nursery. Well, I might, you might have good reason there. Amen. Fear. Oh, can, can never be a pastor or, or missionary. Fear keeps us from serving God. God's purpose for our fear is to literally stranglehold you 
from doing anything for the glory of God. Second thing, Satan's message of using our fear. He uses our past thoughts. How many of you got past? How many of you, just be honest with you, you'd say, you would, you, you would be, there'd be something in your past that you'd be embarrassed if it was plastic, if God put it on the wall. <laughs> Praise God, I'd just leave town. Well, wouldn't you like to know what that is, Jimmy? You'll never know. <laughs> he uses our possibilities, our future. He uses our possibilities. You can't do that. What if you fail? You can't do that. You can't witness when you start back school. What will they think of you? You can't tell somebody about the love of Jesus at school. Hey, you'll be a holy roller freak. And so he robs us of our possibility. He robs us of our potential. Because somewhere you failed. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care what you do in the service of God. Somewhere you're going to drop the, you're going to drop the ball. Somewhere along the line you're going to fail. Yeah. I, I love this. I, 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 I love this. God has called Caleb to preach. And, and I'm going to work with him on his sermon, on his first sermon. And, and I, love, I love this bonus. I hope he never loses it. And because he said, you know, that'd make a good Sunday morning sermon. I don't give Sunday morning sermons, son. You know what bothered, what blessed my heart to know in? The boldness of saying, I'll, I'll ask for it. Why'd you fail? Okay, well, if you do, get up and try it again. Get up and try it again. Saints method of using for fear. But now here's where I really want to get to. Here is the Savior's prescription for fear. He gives you a three-bottle prescription. It is drawn from the pharmacy of heaven. God says, take it every single day. Here's your three-bottle prescription. Number one, God said, I'm not giving you the spirit of fear, but of power. A power. Does that mean we got to get us a 44? That means we got to pack heat? Does that mean we got to get a tank? Does that mean we need to put soldiers around here? You got the wrong power in mind. I'm talking about, first of all, the power of a person. And his name is Jesus Christ. You got to realize. He's a sovereign God. I preached about this morning. You got to realize He's in charge. You say, preacher, why do you think He's letting all this stuff happen? I hope He's getting you and I ready to leave out of here. I hope it's a place for you and I to say, praise God, this world's getting such a mess. Dear Jesus, could you come today? Could you come today and get excited about leaving here? But no matter what takes place, he allows men to choose and He's given us the right to choose. Someone said, if He's really God, why don't He stop me from going to the liquor store? Do you really want Him to stop you every time you do wrong? Do you really want Him to, to judge you 
every time you did wrong. I, I, I was thinking about this earlier. And we had a great offering this morning. I appreciate that. But I wonder if God killed everybody like he did. And I said, self for robbing God. How many of you would fall dead? Do you really want him to do that? I said, ma'am, do you really want him to do that? God gives us a choice. Philippians 4.13 I can do a few things, some things, most of the things. What kind of Bible are you people reading? I can do most of the things, some things, a few things, a couple things. Do you do you believe that? Come on now. The world's a mess. The devil's riding in his shoes saying, say, boo! Do you really believe a God that says, I can do all things? Well, you'd be wrong. I can't do all things. I can do all things through Christ. A person. A person. You know what we need more than anything else? We need people who claim to be washed in the blood of Jesus to get a hold of the realness of the God we say we serve. We need to get a hold of His realness. We need to get a hold of the fact I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Bible says, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and in supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, whoa, the peace of God. Peace and fear cannot abide in the same heart. No more than faith and fear can abide in the same heart. And a peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. The defining point, now listen to me, to know if you have the spirit of fear is this. When the men of this world move you, Decide for you versus the God of heaven moving you to act. We have a great security team. I appreciate what they do. I appreciate what they do here in our church. I need everyone. Brother Ronnie heads it up. Everyone including him. I'm not trusting you to keep Solid Rock Baptist Church safe. You're in place to help. But I want you to know, let's trust the Holy God to keep His church safe. Let's, I appreciate them. I do. Thank God. We set it up. But let's, let's not be, let's be careful. If not... We'll trust the arm of the flesh. We'll trust everything in the world but a holy God of heaven. And we'll have the spirit of fear.
The defining point of where you know you have the spirit of fear is when the men and the people of this world, the newscast of this world, move you to a decision instead of the God of heaven moving you to act. You got a spirit of fear. Number one, we need to first of all, spirit of power. Power in the person. There's a power in prayer. Well, I preached that this morning. Humble yourselves, therefore, in the mighty hand of God. He, he may exalt you in due time. I love this. Casting. Oh! Did you get that? Oh! Your care upon Him. For He careth for you. Be sober. Bible says we need to be sober, be vigilant. God doesn't say because we're Christians we need to go to sleep. God said, don't, don't. I mean, if you see a dude's got a gun in his hand, go the opposite direction. God give you a brain and common sense. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil's a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So God said, there's power in a person and power in prayer. That word cast means to hurl, means to throw. And he says, all, that means every burden, every care that you have. I was thinking about some in our church. I was praying for you, Brother Jimmy, this week. and uh, Just asking God to really help you. And, uh, and, I, and I understand the news. I do. I'm not belittling that at all. But I was praying this week. I said, my Lord, help this dear man to cast all of that Onto Jesus. Because that's a heavy load if you've got to carry it yourself. What are you carrying around? Spirit of fear will give you a load that you, are not, you don't have to carry. I said this morning, when I first took the church, I really thought it was my job to get everybody saved. I thought it was my job for everybody in Salt Rock Baptist Church to live right. And what a great day it was when I cast all that care on Him. See, someone said faith is like film. It's developed in the dark. What happens is most people pray and quit if things don't happen the way they want it, the time they want it, the place they want it. Fear is always against faith. But faith will always override fear. Again, fear is a false evidence appearing real. God says, number one, here's the first prescription, power, power. Second prescription is this, it's a principle, love. At first glance, it doesn't seem that love could be effective in conquering fear, does it? But 1 John 4.18 tells us this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Here's what God's saying. If you have a love for God, God said you won't have a fearful heart. You won't have a spirit of fear. And the more you love God, the less fear you'll have. And, and it's a matter of trust. It's a matter of trust. I have, my children have a key to my home. I have a key to theirs. 
And I know where Jason and Connie's is or how to get in the house. I just throw a rock through the window. That's all I got to do there. Truth of the matter is, there's, there's no fear there. You know why? Because there's trust. There's trust. And when there's a love for God, there's a trust. And when that trust is there, there's no fear. I'm going to trust Him to take care of me. I'm going to trust Him to supply what we need. I'm going to trust Him to keep us safe. I'm going to trust Him to put a hedge. I love this. In the Old Testament, one day, man of God's in the, in, in the cave and he sends a servant outside and the whole, the whole, whole valley is filled with soldiers and and, and all these soldiers and, and all these people. And he comes running in up to the man of God. And he said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And the man of God said, Lord, Lord, open his eyes. He goes back out. And in the valley, the army's still there. But all around the top of the hillside was a holy army of God. Chariots and horsemen and just a fire around the other. And he said, Wow! Wow! There's more for us than there is for them. And he come back in. And he said, Oh my God. We okay? You know what? We need a good Holy Ghost. God said, Let me see. You in your hand. I, I, I'm almost ashamed to tell this, but I do believe it's God. I believe how good God is to us. I just drove that, my car, and it was raining. And we got the salesman in the back, I'm in the front. I start to pull off, and here comes, he's on. I bust! I bust! I bust! Praise God, it's got some power. How aborted it. And you say, is that what God's oh no, no, no. No, no. <laughs> Going down the road, he said, I got kids at home. <laughs> uh, but I said, listen, I would declare same price or you ain't gonna get back. I believe God does that all the time. In our lives. We don't see it. We don't even see it. But it does. Don't, don't, just, just a show of hands. How many of you have been in an accident down through the years that should have hurt you, took you out, should have took you out, but it didn't? Can they say, Jimmy Drum, if you didn't get your hand up, you, that's right, you should you need a two-hander. Nobody walks away from two motorcycle accidents. But he did. One right up here. Good Lord. I thought I was going to do surgery. I'm on the middle of the road. Love. Can I say this? A love for God. A love for God. May I say a love for others. The more we love others, the, more, the less we'll fear we'll have. See, what love does is this. Love overcomes the fear for the good of others. 
That's the reason why that I believe we have a spirit of fear. If I have a gospel message to give a lost and a dying world, and if my love is right, I'm not going to fear going to the door and saying, I'm sorry about Baptist Church, and I have to tell you about a Savior. And my love for others is what it ought to be. It means I care enough about their soul that I'm not going to fear. And I'm going to trust God to keep us safe. See, we've allowed the world to steal this way. So the first antidote is power. The second one is a principle, love. The third one is practical, a sound mind. Now I need to help you now. And I understand every, every time we turn the TV on now, every newscast. But can I, can I help you for just a... The Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. A sound mind is one of the great temporal blessings God bestows upon a man. Let, let me explain to you a sound mind. And why this world is so wicked and why the mess it's in now. And why this media is wicked as hell itself. How, I, I guess we have been... Uh, we've been thousands and thousands and thousands of times to Walmart. But one Christmas holiday, we were shopping. And there was these two women over here. And it kept getting louder. And pretty soon one walked up to them. And they got in a fight. And I went to watch. Darling said, let's go. I said, no way. I've been bored all day. I'm not missing this. And I went. And I mean, they was knocked down, dragged out. And it was wonderful. Can I help you? Now, I need you to listen to me now. I've been to Walmart thousands and thousands and thousands of times, a sound mind tells me that ain't never happened but one time. Here's what the media does. We'd like to report now, breaking news, there's a fight at Walmart. It's dangerous to go there. But I've been thousands and thousands and thousands of times and the only thing that hurts me there is they take my money. That's it. A sound mind. A sound mind. Can I help you? We all have those incidents. And those occasions that those things happen. But a sound mind weighs that against how many times have you been and that didn't happen. Oh yeah, there's a possibility of happening. What if? What if? What if? What if? I could get run over by a deer. What, what if? There's a millions of them. A spirit of fear and a practical sound mind. Sound mind. 
Do you have a sound mind? <laughs> I'm trying to be serious. You should pray for this crowd right here. What is a sound mind? A sound mind is a sound faith. A sound mind is a, a sound hope. A sound mind is a sound love. A sound mind is a sound repentance. A sound mind is a sound work of grace in our hearts. I'm not, I'm, I'm listening, I'm not belittling the craziness we're seeing today. I told, we've seen some detectives up here. We've seen a detective up here. And he was telling me, you know, all about granite. I, I looked at him and I said, sir, we're praying for you. I think if you've got a hyper, if you've got an ounce of brains about you, don't be cussing law enforcement, pray for them. Pray for them. I didn't know if you knew this, and it, it's sad, it's a sad indictment of our country today, but some of the lowest paid people are law enforcement and firemen. And yet, when we're in hurting and, and, and we, need a, we need a fire put out, they're the very ones we call, but some of the lowest paid ones. What we need is pray for them. But we need a sound mind. A sound mind is saying, yeah, that's possible, but the truth of it, it's not likely. Now, as we see this excelling across our country, and it is excelling across our country, and no doubt it is, but it still doesn't change the fact we need a sound mind. We don't need to be knee-jerking with what the world's doing. And if you do, you'll get a spirit of fear. And then all of a sudden, you'll, you'll look at everybody as an enemy. And I want to give you one more illustration and how I got convicted of this message. And when I sat down and wrote it, actually, is this. I had just watched that Dateline program of that fellow that done all that damage. I went to the car wash to run my mower through and wash it. And I seen a car sitting there. And... It didn't just look just right, so I didn't stop. Now, I don't know if that was just good common sense. It might have been. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. might have been. As I went up the road, it's just like the Lord pricked in my heart and said, Son, I'll take care of you. You don't want to have a spirit of fear. And I'm not so sure that we'll totally conquer that. I'm still working on it. I was thinking the other day, I've got some new neighbors that's moved in, and I haven't gotten over there to talk to them yet. If I get real graveyard honest with you, probably cause a little bit of fear there. And the only thing that I'm not overcoming the fear is if they got a dog, and I'll tell you, I ain't overcome that fear yet. I'm working on it, though. I want to hear tonight. Could we get on could you get honest enough? And your life is is dictated and operated. I'm gonna tell you how desperate. One one I'll tell you one more story and I'm done. I worked at Hickory Chair Company and I had this fella, he was selling dope, so I fired him. And actually he had a gun, and I said, Give me your gun. He handed me his gun. I took him to the office. I fired him. And the company gave him back his gun. <laughs> and he sent word. 
He knows I got a gun. You tell him I'm going to shoot him. And so one of the fellas and dear friend, he said, brother, he said, he said, boss, I got a 25 automatic. You fit right in your back pocket. I'm going to bring that thing tomorrow. And he gave me that gun and I put that 25 automatic in my back pocket. I walked around all day long fearful. And I got to thinking, if somebody jumps out of the end of the, uh, out, out behind the wall and says, boo, I'm going to shoot them. I don't care who they are. I took the gun out. I, I remember it's like I took the gun out. I took it back to myself. Would you, would you stop work? Would you take that gun to the, your car? And I said, I'm going to tell you now. If God wants me gone, I'll be in heaven. And I said, but I'm going to trust him to take care of me. And I refuse to walk around in fear. May we not allow the world and this world we live in to give us the spirit of fear. But may we have the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Let's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed, never eye closed.